0: The following program contains views and opinions which are not necessarily those of KAAM,
1: DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up on today's experience. Devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the truth is they help split the atom. And the Bible teaches that A merry heart does make like medicine, and there is a time to laugh. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think. Here's the one thing I would tell you about news. Headlines or otherwise, whether it's conservative, liberal, or whatever, here it is. The Bible says, test all things. Hello! There's a clue. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because we're paying the radio rent, that's why, also a Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Living this life, not easy oh, welcome! to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, between the land of... Bondage that we were in, and then en route to the promised land, there's that thing called the wilderness. How do you handle the wilderness walk? We know the Lord stretches us and teaches us, but it sometimes can be very, very hot in the wilderness. Hint, hint, Texas. Hot weather. Hint, anyhow, we just want to make sure that you folks have an opportunity, if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, that you might reach out to us, that you might have a place to go, a place to fellowship during the afternoon. That's what it's about. See, we're not really your church. We can be uh, uh, definitely a provision for people who can't get to church, but we are a fellowship with different denominations, different uh, people, different backgrounds. Doesn't matter. Here's where we're united in. We have one heavenly father. He's our dad. We have the Lord Jesus Christ as our redeemer. We are blood relatives. And we drink from the same Holy Spirit. We are all drinking from the same fountain. So if you've got a different background, awesome. Here's what we're looking to do. Encourage one another as we see the day approaching. Take a look around. It's getting a lot closer, isn't it? So if you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we want you to reach out to us. We want you to share your praise report because it'll bless other people. We want you to share that prayer request so that we can join our faith with yours because the Bible says that we rejoice together and we weep together. So we do it together. And when the persecution does increase between now and the Lord's return, and we can see that happening, we are going to be dependent on one another and the Lord, and we will fulfill the commandment that Jesus gave us, the new commandment, a new commandment I give you, love one another. By this you should, others shall know that you are my disciples by your love one for another. So we ask you to call in, we ask you to text in, we ask you to email in. So now calling, that's always fun because you're like, ooh, numbers. I have to push numbers on a phone. Hey, you call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, let's be honest, you'll be talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like paying off a credit card. Oh, baby. And then you will be... All right the other thing that you can do is you can reach out to us by text so we have people that are they have stuff going on right now Just want to shout out a big praise report for Joyen and Cordelia being safe. They just had a situation that was kind of crazy, crazy, crazy. Been praying for the last hour for them, and it turns out they are home safe, and that's all that I care about for for right now. We'll get into that later on, but here's the bottom line. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Now, here's my NPR voice, although I don't like NPR, which stands for not professional radio. Here's NPR. Here we go. Here's my voice, right? 214 210 Okay, so you have that going on. You can do that. It's very NPR ish, isn't it? It's got that thing to it. Uh, you can also send us an email, david at hemusincrease.org. That's david at org. We have told you this uh, in the past, we'll tell you in the future. Uh, it's not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. it's just David. He must we're going to send you up to the website, a couple of things to tell you up there. Uh, of course, you guys are aware, I hope you're aware, that there are uh, opportunities to share praise reports and prayer requests on the website. Plus, there's encouraging videos, encouraging audios, plus something you don't know. We're having massive enhancements made to the website. They're not there yet, but they're in route. Get ready. And then, of course, that's the place to give. And without giving, here's here's what you'll hear me say. (laughs) Because we wouldn't be able to pay the bill. So please check it out. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request. Hemustincrease.org.
2: Praise report. HeMustIncrease.org Looking to give to this ministry? He must Confused by what's happening right now? He must He must
1: See, that proves it's going to be a good week. <laughs> right there. Right there. That proves it right there. Captain Chris already on top of the game. Nice job right there, by the way, sir. Uh, I will let people know because they do want to be updated because you guys kind of at some point want me to stop talking about it. Uh, uh, I've turned in, Marathon Weekend, I have turned in yesterday at 4.30, between 4.30 and 5 o'clock, because that's how long it took, uh, all of my major doctorate writings. All of them. And I even told the professor, if you want to do the uh, oral defense before, bring it. I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I didn't say bring it, but, you know, that's kind of what I told him. I'm ready. I feel pretty strong about it. Uh, doing pretty good on that. So I have just this huge mountain that's off my back. Huge. I mean, it was just for 10 years I've been doing this. So I'm real happy about that. So just uh, keep me in prayer that I don't get over-arrogant. And that also, um, I do uh, well on my oral defense. That's something I'd appreciate. Uh, We are going to jump into the teaching in a split second. We'll go a little bit late on this intro because I'm having fun. I do want to pray for our country and for Ukraine first. And, uh, well, actually, second, I want to pray for the audience first. I want to pray for safety and protection for our audience. So Let's start there. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. You are fantastic, awesome, completely way beyond us. Your goodness is so far beyond us, it's not funny. And we just we just are in awe of you. We fear you. We are in awe. We are just so blessed to be in your family. And we have people, Lord, in this audience who are going through a lot of trials, and there are some of them are emotional and psychological and physical safety issues. And we are asking you to protect your people. We pray a prayer of protection. Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the New Testament, there is protection prayed, and we are asking you in the name of Jesus to protect the people who are in situations where their life, their spirit, their hearts, or their minds are in danger. Keep them safe. Keep them close to you. Let your angels surround them. We know what your scriptures say about the angels protecting us, those who fear you. But we are asking you to oversee and to protect your kids as the loving father you are. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, having said that, having prayed that, and having understood that, now we're going to go into a text where you're going to. I'm going to tell you, and you're going to go. Yeah, I kind of wish you would have skipped this text, but we don't do that. What we do is we follow where the scriptures lead, and we don't change it up so that some people can feel better. We just teach what's there, and what's there. Sometimes it makes you smile. Sometimes it makes you scratch your head. And sometimes it makes you turn your head and go, oh. "Okay." So here's the bottom line. We're in First Peter chapter. Two and in this chapter two, we're at verse twenty one, and I want to get to the depth of this. Here's what he says in in twenty one, and this is a style of Christian walk that few people in America understand. And that's not to diss America in the sense that this is the greatest country; it's so fantastic. I can be on the air doing this right now. You have the freedom to pursue education. We have so many great things. Now we got problems. Okay, but then you got problems. But then you got so many great things in your life. Same thing. There's nothing really that weird about that. But listen to this from first from Peter, the apostle. Remember, this is the guy Larry Moe and Curly of uh, Peter James and John. This uh, I don't know if this is Curly or not. I can't quite figure it out. But uh, this is what he has to say: For to this you were called, be because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps.
2: <laughs>
1: Nobody knows Jesus quite like Peter, James, and John. And here's Peter, very rambunctious kind of dude, just like, okay, let's just get this straight. You were called because Jesus suffered. You were called to suffer. And there's a lot of movements out there that say, Oh, I don't want to suffer. I don't have to suffer. I can just name it, claim it, confess it. It's like... Dude, didn't you, when you said yes to Jesus, say, I want to be just like you, Jesus? Okay. God's just answering your prayer, right? To this you were called. So part of our calling, and that word calling, is kelejo. Kelejo. And it means to call. And what it means is to summon or to invite. Some of us have been summoned, that's a little more forceful, or invited to follow the sufferings of Jesus Christ. And you think, hey, I don't like that. Well, Pulpit Commentary, a lot of people don't know about Pulpit Commentary now, but, oh, like 40 years ago, Pulpit Commentary was the commentary, best one. I mean, well, that's what people thought anyway. And here's one of the things they say: They don't take a lot of time, so I love letting you do this, right? They say, for here unto, unto you were called that this, to you should do good and suffer patiently, and that's all. It's
2: like, what?
1: Who wants to do that? God wants you to do that. Why does God want me to do that? Because then you will reflect Jesus Christ more and more. Did he not suffer unjustly? Did he ever do anything wrong? Did he not leave his life as an example? No, you don't have to be crucified like Jesus was on the cross the way that he was for the purposes that he was. But you do have to follow his steps. And he said, if they do this stuff to the head of the household, what are they going to do to the rest of the household? And that's you and me. And so there's this example that's been set for us by Jesus Christ, and we have to follow in his footsteps. Does that mean every moment of every day, everything is always bad? No. No. But it does mean we go through trials, and some of those trials are quite aggravating. And if you don't think Jesus was aggravated, then just look at the reference point where Jesus said, Oh, crooked and perverse generation, how long do I have to be with you? It wasn't like he said that happy. <laughs> oh, crooked and perverse generation, how long do I have to be with you? That's not what he said. He's like, Oh, crooked and perverse generation, how long do I have to be with you? You ever feel that way? Yeah, Jesus did. Oh, that's good to know. All right, we'll take our break and then come back, and we've got something amazing that you're going to see in this text. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere.
0: Most of my life, it feels like i running, running and running and running. <laughs>
2: Captain Chris here from the David Spoon Experience. I help coordinate the radio show, and we're looking for a few good people to join our crew and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of the radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, gee, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Me too! The truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you already have all that you need to have to be part of this ministry. Uh, But Chris, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No! Just go to hemustincrease.org, that's hemustincrease.org, click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position, So you may appeal to a higher power. The David Spoon
1: Experience again dr. Robert Jeffers dr are you there with us I'm
0: here with you David uh,
1: I'm so glad that you're here I got to ask you this question I'm, I'm, I'm you know I, I get a little fiery especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false and that happens all the time especially in the media and I think you, if you remember our very first time we ever taught I told you how impressed I was with you that you were able to keep your uh, spirit steady.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend.
1: Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with, uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean— it was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three times, and I'm as Jewish as they come.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this. Said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist, he was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter, here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic.
1: If Jesus oh, Welcome mine. back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's amen 770 the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our first trivia question. You gotta, it's just like putting a pencil on a sharpener. You gotta sharpen your brains. Get ready, right here. See, that's about my brain. It's like at the tip of a pencil. If you shave it too much, there's like nothing left. <laughs> well, you know what it is? All that's left, the rubber <laughs> at the end of the thing. It's like wow, that's sad. Uh, which Old Testament book? Okay, so it's 39 books, okay? Which Old Testament book bu- in the Old Testament? which Old Testament book describes seven times how the Israelites rejected God and then were delivered when God raised up a champion. Which? Old Testament book is that. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he org. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to do our DNA first. And then give people a chance to respond to that. You'll have to think about that. So seven times Israel was like, and then God like had to deliver them seven times in one book. What book is that, if you think you know? Uh, first, we'll do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means today, tomorrow, and the next day, and every day for the foreseeable future. <laughs> How's that? Uh N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say ever, 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 ever. And then A, always be ready.
2: To serve. To
1: serve, which means that we are aware of other people and their needs. We care about how they're doing. Plus, we're sensitive to the Lord as he leads, guides, and directs us. Okay? All right. Now, I'm going to ask this trivia question again. Because we've had a ton of guesses and everyone is wrong. (laughs) So I'm thinking, wow, that's a tough opening question. Remember, I said you had to come. Which Old Testament book describes seven times how the Israelites rejected God and then were delivered when God raised up some champion? Now, you guys, now look. Don't get stuck on the number seven. It's nothing past any of the history, and hence not poetry, not the prophets, old, not the minor or their major prophets, where Israel would do good, and that, there you go, Eric, and then they would <laughs> do good, and then they would blow it, and then the God would have to help them again, and then they would blow it, and then God would have to help them again, and then they would blow it, and, again, and, blow it, and that just kept happening. Okay, so, and every time the leader died, they just went, Ooh. there you go. Uh, I think you know the answer. Again, 972-445-0770. Those are a lot of hints, folks. Uh, also, 214-210-8483, as well as... Uh, you can send an email, David at increase dot org. The last thing I'll give you is this. Uh, both Wapner and Judy would qualify. If <laughs> you can't figure that out, like come on, right? Is that a good one? That was a good hint. Is it Lois? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Wapner and then. Okay. That's all you're getting, man. I'm not giving you anything else. I just you can't if you can't get it from that. I'm just. Come on. What did you guys do all weekend? I was studying. Anyhow, let's go back to the text while we're here. Uh, This is what uh, 1 Peter 2, verse 21 says. uh, Says the following, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should also follow in his steps. There's a couple that are like, well, how do you know that's for Christians? It's because... The example is Jesus, okay? That's why we would know that. Uh, Somebody is calling in, so before we get to them, I'm going to uh, just finish up on this little portion, then we'll bring them on. So just hang in there, okay? All right. Verse 22, he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth, and when they heaped abuse on him, he did not retaliate, okay? Now, here's three things you got to catch right here. Okay? I just want you to get this. Okay? And then we'll get to the person. Okay? He committed no sin, which means he didn't do anything wrong, which means there was nothing deserved of his suffering. So before you sit there and say, Why am I suffering? I didn't do anything wrong. It's the same principle. Sometimes you go through it to be Christ like. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't say anything. He didn't commit any sin. There's no deceit found in his mouth. And when they heaped abuse on him he called down thunder from heaven and crispy cried crispy fried every one of those people until they were nothing but ashes. Oh wait, that's not what it says. When they heaped abuse on him he did not retaliate. That that is so Hard. (laughs) It's so hard. Don't tell me it's hard. This is why being like Jesus is not something you can do on your own. You have to do this through the power of the Holy Spirit. You have to have the right relationship connected to God by the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. And you have to have the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in you. You have to be connected to fellowship because it's really tough not to retaliate. It is. Just think of yourself growing up when your brother or sister did something super sneaky. And they just think, oh, yeah, I'm getting them back. Yeah, that's how we—well, I know, but we grew up with that. That was fine then. Now, eh, that's okay. So the idea behind this is to understand that Jesus approached things differently than we do. So when people were uncool to Jesus, Jesus was fantastic to them and didn't retaliate. He didn't strike back. He didn't get revenge. Get ready, get ready. And he didn't seek to get even. Because in our society, yeah, we'll make it even. (laughs) That's how we live. And Jesus is like, no, 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 we're not doing it that way. So when you're seeking to get even, now, if it's in a playful tone with your kids or your spouse, that's fine. We're talking about serious stuff where you're seeking to get even for something that was done. It's like some people go way overboard. You just, just don't do that. Just commit it to Him who judges faithfully, and entrust Him for His faithfulness. No better revenge in all the world. I know. I'm a Star Trek fan. You know, revenge is a is a dish best served served cold. I know, I know. I know. Except there's nothing better than letting God do it, <laughs> because then eh, nobody can say anything. you're like, <laughs> anyway. Uh, bottom line, uh, we got somebody ready to answer the trivia questions. We want to give them that opportunity. Send them on through. <laughs> Knock knock, this is David, who am I talking to? Well
0: hi David, it's
1: Deborah. Deborah Oh, what a treat to hear from you. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm
0: feeling better, thank
1: you. Oh, I'm so glad to hear your voice. Susie, it said something along the lines that you didn't you had a broken phone or something. So I mean that's what you had mentioned. Does that... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad you called in. All right. I'm gonna give you a chance to answer a trivia question. Ready? Okay. Which Old Testament book Describes seven times How the Israelites rejected God and then they were delivered When God raised up A champion You know
0: I thought I had It immediately which I did And then you gave the two clues about uh, Walker and Judy so then I knew For sure I was right it's judges That is correct you are right
1: now I'm not sure how anybody missed that from those clues. I just want to say that <laughs> Judge, Judge Wapner, Judge Judy. I mean, you got to be kidding me, right? That covers a lot of age, right there, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Craig <laughs> David, I was wondering if I could say something.
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: Okay, first off, I wanted to tell Brother Ace that he sings very, very well, and so I'm going to let him slide uh, for beating me in on the Bible trivia last week a couple times. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I wanted to thank Gary and uh, Joy and Cordelia for thinking about me, and i Thank everybody
1: who prayed for me too. So, Amen. You know what? That's what's so great about it. Is you're you're just a part of the family, and everybody missed you. And it's just great to have you back. And we're just delighted to hear your voice. And you sound good. So, we'll just keep right. keep, keep <laughs> praying for you. and We'll just keep moving forward. And just a joy to have you back, a part of us.
0: I want to thank you, and I'll keep praying for you and everybody
1: too. All right. God bless you.
0: God bless
1: you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Isn't that great? Come on. That's great stuff. We could just shut the show down right here and be like, yeah, it's a good show. (laughs) I'm just saying. All right. All right. We're going to take a break and then come back. Right. Anything? We cover everything? Okay. Wapner and Judy. I mean, come on. That is so good. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. When we come back, you're going to see something in Nehemiah you may have never seen before. Just as I
0: am, down my freedom the
1: cost of
2: What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Everybody say yes. Everybody say yes. We can. We can. We can do it. We can do it. Jesus wants to make us rich. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Instead of that rubbish. <laughs> okay. I mean I saw yes, man. I mean instead of that rubbish. Here is the Bible. Right? So when Brian Griffin on the cartoon wrote, you know, think it, with wish it, think it, want it, get it, whatever that was, he missed that. I'm just saying it's deny yourself, lose yourself, find yourself. Okay, there you go. Because in the Christian process, the only way for true creation to get it is to die to the sinful part. That's just the only way. There's no other. There is nothing else. You see, here's the da- here's the deal. God creates us. Then we rebel. And then we have this sinful nature passed on from our parent, for, 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 long, long, long Adam and Eve. People are like, well, it was these molecule numbers. Okay, Adam molecule one and Eve molecule two. Anyhow, the bottom line is they, they had offspring. We're all a part of that offspring. And in that process— There was a nature of rebellion communicated to every piece of offspring. In this, Jesus comes and says, until that dies, you're never going to find who you were really meant to be. That's the key. And so then you get into the better theologies about talking about the law and how the law pushes the bad desires and bad desires lead to sin and sin leads to death. And you go through that process and that's great. But what I want you to get is if you really want to find out who you are, be less of you, not more of you. Don't put more of you on social media. Be less of you in a prayer closet. Be less of you separating yourself from Uh, the world and from the influences and lose the need to be on stage and find the need to be on your knees. That is how you find yourself. That's how you find what your purpose was, what you were created for. In fact, one of the chapters in the book that are with the uh, Jewish Christian talks a little bit about that, that when you do it in God, you come to an end to yourself and look to God and say, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't even know what would make me happy. And the irony is only God knows what would really bless your existence. So why would you go anywhere else?